Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I'm your host, Curveball, and today I'm joined by very special guest. He was a party animal, but he learned that it was more to life than drinking and partying. Now he's helping young adults live a fulfilling and centered life through his company, straight out of St. Louis, Missouri, Life Compass Inc., Bruce Sheridan. Bruce, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis, for having me. Why don't you start off by giving the audience a little bit of background about yourself, where you're from, and anything else you might want them to know. Sure. Well, I um, I grew up just outside of New York City in, in New Jersey, basically metro New York City. Um, I lived at the entrance to the Lincoln Tunnel, so I grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood. My dad was one of eight children, and I'm one of six children, so the Irish Catholic, they took the Bible seriously about, you know, go forth and multiply. So I had a rough upbringing and my dad was uh, physically abusive and verbally abusive. So, um, and then the the neighborhood I grew up in was really tough. People asked me how many fights were you in? And I estimate 600 fights by the time I got out of high school. So I went off to college and just had a blast. I was free. I was away from my family and I partied a lot in college and didn't, you know, I was raised Catholic, but I, I lost faith in college and didn't do anything. So I uh, graduated, got a job in Miami, Florida. There was a lot of cocaine in Miami, Florida. <laughs> so I, I had a friend who introduced me to that and my life was a mess in my early 20s. So if your father's still around now, how is you guys' relationship today based on back what it was when you were growing up? Well, I, um, my father passed about two years ago. He was 88, so you know he had a full life. He was a fireman. Um, his father abused him. So I found you know through research and stuff that it's not uncommon that if it's passed down, it, it's it's more common to be passed down than for someone to break the cycle. So after college, I accepted Jesus when I was 25 and, you know, just couldn't get enough of the Bible. I was studying the Bible and it talked a lot about forgiveness. So I wrote my dad a really long letter and told him I forgive him and I love him. And we, you know, after I got out of the house, our relationship was okay, but it's, it grew. As time went on, my relationship with, relationship with my dad got better and better. And he didn't, he never told me he loved me, but about two months before he died, he told me he loved me. And I'll never forget that moment. So besides your faith, what, what else helped you turn your life around? Talk about the most important moment besides your faith that help you get things turned around and get on the right path? Well, I, um, one night I was up all night drinking and and doing cocaine 
and I had to go to work the next morning. I was pretty, pretty strong work ethic. I started delivering newspapers when I was 10 years old, but I realized I couldn't go to work. I mean, I, I, I just knew there's absolutely no way I can go to work today. I'm a mess. So I had to call my boss and lie to my boss, which I didn't like. And I just fell on my knees. And I said, God, I'm going to go to prison or I'm going to die. Please help me. Like, do whatever you have to do to help me. And, you know, at that point, nothing happened. But slowly over the next couple of weeks, I went over to my buddy's apartment. And he, we were really good friends. We're such good friends that if the door was unlocked, I could just walk right in. So I went flying in the door and there's a woman there cooking breakfast in the kitchen. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, who are you? And she's like, who are you? I said, well, I'm Dominic's best friend. She said, uh, well, he, you know, she didn't know what to say. So Dominic comes out and he's like, hey, I said, what are you guys doing? And he goes, well, I'm trying to get this girl to sleep with me. <laughs> So I asked her, I said, why won't you sleep with him? She goes, well, I'm a Christian and I don't think it's right. And I said, oh, and she said, are you a Christian? I said, I don't know. She goes, well, do you believe in God? And I thought about it for a second. And I said, yes. And she said, well, do you believe in Jesus? And I had to think about that. And I said, yes. And she said, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? And I said, uh, I don't know what you mean by that question. So she explained it to me. And she asked me, do you want to have a personal relationship with Jesus? And I was stunned. I didn't know what to say. Um, but I, everything kind of went into slow motion at that point. It was so I remember it vividly. And I, and I told her, yes. So she said, say a prayer with me. And I did. I accepted Jesus into my heart. She started crying. Dominic started crying. I'm like, why are you guys crying? And they're like, well, you've just been saved and you're, you, you accepted Jesus and you've been saved. So I felt like a bolt of lightning hit me in the heart right there at that moment. It also felt like a one drop of white paint landed on a completely infinite black canvas. And it splattered like this white drop splattered on the black canvas. And I felt the bolt of lightning hit me in the heart. And my life turned around from that point. But I never knew her name. And I never saw her again, which was to this day still blows my mind. Like, I think she might have been an angel that God put in my life. And then another thing happened about two weeks later after that, I got a DUI. So I get arrested. I'm thinking I'm going to lose my job. I'm freaking out. Uh, about two months down the road, I got an attorney and we go to court. Well, the prosecutor, the file was a mess. The arresting two officers arrested me and only one had to show up. Neither officer showed up. The file was a mess. The judge slammed down the gavel and said, dismissed for lack of prosecution. I didn't know what that meant. So I'm still not sure if I'm not going to jail that day or not. And my attorney turns me around and points to the back door of the court. And he says, you see that? You see those doors back there, young man? He said, you walk out of those doors and you never look back. And he pushed me towards the back of the courthouse. And I'm thinking, am I allowed to? I'm waiting for a sheriff to tackle me and put cuffs on. So, And I walked out of there and I got in my car and I realized 
that when I asked God to do whatever he had to do, I expected it to be that moment, but it was over the next couple of months where I read, I was introduced to that young woman, the DUI. It's as if I never got arrested ever. Like there's no record at all, but I didn't know that. And God used it to hit me upside the head with a two by four. So then after that, I, um, I started to turn my life around and I joined a Baptist church and I taught Sunday school to high school kids. I was like 25 at the time. And I taught Bible study to high school kids. The church wanted you to go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. And I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. I'm lucky if I get up to go Sunday morning. Well, after a while, I was going Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and I was teaching Bible study with the kids. So it really turned my life completely around. And even to this day, I just rely on God every day. So did your friend end up marrying that girl that was at his apartment that morning? Or did, uh, no, did you know? he, I never saw her again, and he never saw, he never saw her again. I don't even know her name. Okay. Well, what what advice would you give people that are in the same situation that you were going through college, and what what tips can you give them? Well, I would, you know, I feel like a hypocrite because I what I'm tell what I would tell them is don't drink, don't have premarital sex. What I because I feel like a hypocrite because I did it, but I'm only telling them this out of love because what I went through was horrible and I don't want them to have to go through that. When I first accepted Christ and started studying the Bible, I felt like it was punishment. It was like, you know, don't sleep with people before you're married and don't drink and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh, really? I got to do all that? And what I found over time is the best life that I, me personally, I feel like if I follow, people are looking for self-help books and all this stuff. The, the New Testament to me is the most impressive self-help book ever written. And if you follow what the New Testament teaches you, I think it's the best life you can live. So I would tell them, don't ever start drinking. Be careful about the friends that you choose, because I found it was so easy to find people who wanted to get drunk and wanted to chase women and wanted to do drugs. You could find those people all day long, but you can also find people that are trying to live the way Christ wants us to live. And you have to choose your friends carefully. Um, and also you have to take accountability. You know, I felt like I made. I would make quick decisions and just not think about it. Um, my, I would encourage people just take two seconds to let a thought completely go through your brain and through the cycle. It doesn't take long, but most of us will cut it off before it even gets started. And we make rash, quick decisions that we regret later. So I guess to sum it up, I would say try to live the way the Bible teaches us to live. Try to, you know, work on choosing good friends that are not going to tear you down 
or bring you down and also take some accountability to not get into those situations where you're going to be drinking or doing drugs or chasing women around. Let's talk about your company, Life Compass Inc. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to start that and tell us all about it? Okay. My career, gosh, I've been, I've been a professional for 35 years now, almost 40. And my whole career, I've helped companies set a strategic plan, set goals, and then set priorities and work on achieving their strategic plan. So my son graduated college about six years ago. I have four boys and my oldest graduated about six years ago and he couldn't get a job in his field. So he was, at, he was at home. And I said to him, you know, what do you want to do with your life? He said, I don't know. So I waited about a month. I said, what do you want to do with your life? He said, I don't know. So this went on for like three or four months. He kept saying, I don't know. So I, I asked him, can we sit down at the kitchen table? And I don't want you to say, I don't know. I, I just don't say those words. And if you take as long as you need to answer my question, but try not to say, I don't know immediately because it's shutting you down. She's like, okay. So we sat down at the kitchen table and three and a half hours later, I had built a, an Excel spreadsheet with a three-year plan, a one-year plan. And we categorized them, God, family, career, and budget. So we made those four buckets. So we basically said, you know, what do you want your relationship with God to be over the next three years and then over the next 12 months? And what do you want your relationship with your friends and family to be? And what kind of career do you want to pursue? And we spent three and a half hours about, it felt like 10 minutes. But at the end of it, he said, Dad, this would help so many of my friends. And I'm so grateful you took the time to do this with me. And that was the beginning of Life Compass. So my goal is to help 18 to 28-year-olds. That's my target. Because that's, you know, I don't know whoever defined 18 was an adult. But I'm counting that as the beginning of adulthood is 18 to 28 is the first decade of you being an adult. And I just want to help people in that age to set healthy habits for the rest of their lives. and to think about what, you know, what do, what do you want your relationship to God with God to be like? And what kind of friends and what do you want your relationship with your family to be like? And what do you want to do? What kind of career do you want to pursue? And then also budget. I figured out he had a four-year college degree from NC State and didn't really think about managing money. I thought, how do you get out of college and not know how to manage money? So um, and then I also ask people, you know, what's at the end of it, I'll say, what's a risk? What are some risks that could derail you? And I want them to think about that as well. So we did that. We worked on that. And I started to help my other children. I started to help young adults at my church. I've worked with a couple organizations here in St. Louis and coached their kids. So what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm building an app. It's going to be out real soon. It's going to be on, on the phone because I noticed I built an Excel spreadsheet with my son, and I'm, he's never going to open that up and check it. And, but he had his phone in his hand all day long. 
So I'm working with a company here in St. Louis to build an app where you can put your goals in there and then measure your progress each day with red, yellow, or green. And it'll keep a, a pie chart for seven days, 30 days, and since you started the goal. So you'll be able to track your progress with red, yellow, and green. Green meaning you're doing a really good job. Also, as the app, uh, you know, I think as I can get more donations, I will enhance the app. But I at least want it to be where they can invite friends and encourage each other. And then if they're working with a counselor or a therapist or a, anyone that's important to them, they could also give them permission to track and see how they're doing on their goals. But I think that's just a, an end goal is to use the app. But I think the big piece of it is to sit down with them a couple times and talk through where do you want to be with God, family, and career. And that, to me, is a big hurdle from where they were to where they want to go and then having a plan on how they want to get there. And then the app can let them track their progress. I'm also about a week away from a man finishing my man manuscript. I'm writing a book about my journey in Life Compass. So my manuscript is due the end of this week, and then it'll probably be pub published in three or four months. So I've got a book out there. I've got the app coming. And then the third piece I want is to have a physical location. My third son, he's 24, and about a year ago, he said, Dad, all my friends want to do is go out and drink and try to pick up women. He says, I'm, I'm sick of that. I'm tired of that. He goes, but there's nowhere else to go. So I want to try to have physical locations where people can meet, you know, 18 to 28 year olds can meet and it's a safe place, no alcohol, but they can go and talk and fellowship. So that's my dream too, to have a, a physical location. And then, you know, if it were to grow, have them all over the place. I think with Technology, this could be a global effort. I think if you, if this were, if God were to lead me to with this and it takes off, I'll go as far as he, as far as he wants me to. <laughs> and I believe like I've been trained my whole life for it because for almost 40 years, this is what I've done with companies and it's a very successful approach. I help companies create a strategic plan and then execute it and they, they go further than they would if they didn't have a plan and write it down and try to achieve it. So that's what I want to do with these young adults, help them have a plan, write it down, and then work on it and make progress. How many people would you say you helped and do people come back to you later on in life and thank you for the assistance that you provided them? Well, I've, about the last three or four years, I'd say I've helped maybe 30 or 40 people. So, but to your point, I would love to have a legacy where in 10 years from now, one or two of them will come back and say, hey, I want to help you and I want to coach young kids. But yes, I've had several of them say it was really helpful. And they say it like, what I'll do is meet with them once or twice, maybe, you know, 90 minutes or two hours to get it all set up. And then at the end of that, they, I just feel like I get so much. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to work with them and to see how 
positively it impacts them is is how I get I get fulfilled. I, I feel like I almost get more out of it than they get out of it. And I never charge anybody for it. And my dream is to never charge anyone for it. I just feel like God is wanting me to do this. And I'm going to go as far as he, he'll let me go. Do you have any other projects besides the ones you mentioned coming up? Any, any things in your head? Any any podcasts or anything like that coming up? I don't. I think I've been heads down, like trying to finish the book. But then once, once I think the either the app or the book will come out first. <laughs> and then I think that would be a good launching pad to say, you know, maybe try to get on podcasts and explain the app. Or maybe do one of the things I'm thinking about is doing a YouTube channel where if somebody wants to, they could just watch those episodes and do it themselves if they want. I think it helps to have a person to talk to. Every single time I've done one, the people have eventually like opened up and told me things that I don't think they would just tell anybody. So, but I don't, I don't want to come across like I'm a counselor or a therapist, but just talking through what do you want your relationship to be with God and your friends and your family? What career do you want to pursue? It gets, it, the conversation gets pretty deep sometimes and they, they'll tell me things uh, that I know it's helping them cope and feel better about life. And then when we write down what they want to do, I encourage them only put two or three things down. Don't, don't try to do a hundred things. Um, so at the end, there may be, you know, 10 things that they want to focus on in the next 12 months. And that's what I encourage them to focus on. And then I try to go back and meet with them. I really want to also get more formalized with the process. I've got several women that want to help because I don't want to be one-on-one with a female and, and to have this kind of a conversation with them. So I've got like three or four women who said, I am absolutely ready to go when you need me. So I'd love to be able to offer it to uh, men and women and, you know, build, build like a company, I guess you could call it, where we have like a, a, a process for how to do this and we, and we can teach others how to do it. Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest, some type of YouTube channel and kind of talking yeah. people through the stuff that way they could check it out anytime. Yep. Do you, you have any final thoughts before we close it out today and also give out your contact information? How can people connect with you? I imagine you're a, like you said, a global service. If somebody yep. needed your assistance, how could they connect with you? Well, um, there's a website. It's Life Comp. The name of the company is Life Compass, but I couldn't get that. So I got Life Comp, L-I-F-E. C O M P and it's dot org because it's a it's a uh, it's a 501c3. Um, so if you if you went to that website, you can get in touch with me. If you wanted to donate to this effort, you can go up through the website. My phone number is 636 212 4020. If anybody wanted to call, that's myself. So 
I guess in closing, I just, I guess if prayers would help too. I think I pray every day and I pray about my ministry every day. Um, but it always helps to have others praying for you as well. Are you on social media? How can we get in touch with you on social media? I have a Facebook page and it's Life Compass, but I'm not 100% sure how to tell you how to get to it. <laughs> I think if you. I'm sure if they type in Life Bruce Sheraton yes. or Life Compass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I sure appreciate you joining me today, ladies and gentlemen. Bruce Sheridan at lifecomp.org. Bruce, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis. It was my pleasure. And listeners, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share after listening. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.